0: The function, the very serious function of racism, is distraction. It keeps you from doing your work. It keeps you explaining, over and over again, your reason for being. Somebody says you have no language and you spend 20 years proving that you do. Somebody says your head isn't shaped properly, so you have scientists working on the fact that it is. Somebody says you have no art, so you dredge that up. Somebody says you have no kingdoms, so you dredge that up. None of that is necessary. There will always be one more thing. Tony Morrison, Portland State University, May 30th, 1975. It was February 2022, my first speaking engagement to a live audience of college students since the beginning of the pandemic, a 45-minute Black History Month speech at a public college in upstate New York. At the end, students lined up to ask questions. The first person in line was a white male student who seemed a bit older than a typical undergrad. I appreciate your discussion about race, he said into the microphone, but what about other types of diversity? What about political diversity or geographical diversity? Why hadn't I spoken about that, he wondered. My presentation had discussed Race, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity, and disability has five common types of diversity. But race was the only part of the conversation that drew his ire. Even though my speech had been billed as a Black History Month event. He didn't say it directly, but the question behind his question was clear. Why does everything have to be about race? I tried to explain that most colleges and universities already seek ideological and geographical diversity among the students they admit. If you're a halfway decent student from Alaska applying to college in New York State, for example, you're very likely to be admitted, even if you don't meet the school's median test scores, and virtually no one ever complains about that. Colleges routinely reserve spots for athletes, artists, musicians, people with unusual backgrounds, children of alumni, and people from wealthy families. And this rarely gets challenged in court. But simply the mention of race causes concern for many white Americans. But his question deserved a longer answer, if only because it refuses to go away in the minds of many Americans. This book is that answer. This book is divided into five parts that correspond to the five main ways people in our nation deflect concerns about white supremacy and anti-blackness. 1. Erasing Black History 2. Centering White Victimhood 3. Denying Black Oppression 4. Promoting Myths of Black Inferiority and 5. Rebranding Racism Within those sections, I answer 25 questions, which are actually arguments, and 25 relatively brief, sometimes personal, and hopefully informative chapters. Most of the chapters are serious. A couple are both satirical and serious. The audiobook is organized in the way that allows you to listen to it from beginning to end, or to skip around and listen to various chapters non-sequentially, depending on your time... Interest and needs. Throughout these chapters, I have chosen not to edit or abbreviate direct quotations that use the N word or other profanity as a rude reminder of the raw reality of racism. The book dives headfirst into the waters of our newest and oldest conversations about race, happening at dinner tables, in break rooms, in college classrooms, and in TV studios across America. But it is not your job to spend your entire life disproving all the racist arguments that surround you. As Toni Morrison reminds us, the function of racism is distraction. Rather, the purpose here is to provide a useful reference guide with an arsenal of information to prevent you from becoming distracted. Once we know the answers to these arguments that won't go away, then it's up to all of us to create enduring new solutions to build a better world.